Welcome to Murder She Don't, the movie podcast where we watch horror films because I love them, but she don't. And then we talk about them because I do like talking, and he does too, as long as it's about horror movies. Today we're discussing the 2008 movie, rock opera, horror movie thing. See, you said rock opera, and my mind automatically went, rock lobster, <laughs> Repo the Genetic Opera. Yeah, less fun than the B-52s. Directed by Darren Lynn Boys- Boozman, and screenplay by Terrence Zidniak, Zid- I don't know how to pronounce his name, and Darren Smith. Yep. Yay. This so- one has Paris Hilton in it. Yep. And Giles from Buffy. Yeah, Anthony and- Head, yes. Uh, Anthony Head. That's Anthony okay. Stewart Head. Yeah. Yes, love him. And Paul Saravino, who was just in, we were in, who was in the stuff when we watched that not too long ago. Yep. The girl from Spy Kids is in this one. Ogre from Skinny Puppies in it. And yeah. And Joan Jett. Joan Jett. Yep. What? I don't think is she in it. <laughs> when? Where? Huh? In the like, hey dad, I'm a lesbian fever dream she has in her bedroom. Oh, okay. She's the guitarist. She's uncredited, but she's on the IMDb page because that is fucking Joan Jett. Huh? Cool. So before we get into the movie, uh, content warning. Uh, this gore. One, this one's pretty gory. Yep. There are there's prostitution, drug use, gore, surgery scenes. Yep. Uh, some insects, but not like crazy bad. Anyway, and would you some recommend what insects? Like- I thought. Boy, I thought you said some incest, but not not crazy bad. <laughs> I'm like all incest is crazy bad. Can we start there? Like let's let's uh, but yeah, no the the in- insects. Yeah, she collects insects. She's got them pinned. Okay, in her thing. but yeah, it's like butterflies and yeah, and shit. like yeah. it's not. If you get like creepy crawlies, it's not it's not like creep show bad. Yeah, no. So, and would you recommend this one? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's not horrible, but like, I don't know that I would recommend it. It's a mild recommend. I think the second half of the movie is pretty good, but the first half is, it's just so much exposition getting to the second half of the movie. The grave robber carries it on his back the entire first half. The grave robber is great, and he's one of the writers of the the thing, too. He's Terrence. Yeah. He's one of my favorite characters. Whatever his name is. But he acts as a narrator. Yeah. Which gives a bunch of, you know, exposition. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's opera, they do it mostly in song. Which is annoying. <laughs> I freaking hate opera. As long as it's in a, a, a another language. Like, opera comes from Italy, right? So, mm-hmm. like, is it, if it's an Italian opera, okay, cool. I don't know what you're saying. Maybe all Italians sing very high-pitched and, su- you know, sustained notes. But <laughs> if it's not in a foreign language, which most of this is not, there's one song that is in Italian. It, it's, 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 yeah, I'll get into it. It's fine. Whatever. Let's just get into the story. All right. So the movie starts, it's the year like 2060 or something. And after an epidemic of like organ failure has spread through the country in like 2030 or something like that, Paul Saravino's character is, what's his name again? Uh, Roddy. Roddy. Roddy Largo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he is the head of this company called Jinko, which I kept thinking about the '90s big giant pants Jinkos. Jinkos. J N C O. Jinko, but it's Jinko. I wonder if they're still around. Like I, I 
felt like there was a resurgence happening. Like, don't bring your jinkos back, y'all. But like, they were so easy to hide M and M's to go into the the movie theaters <laughs> I guess with. A, like, you could you hide could, anything. You could hide them. a six pack in there for real. Like, you could hide multiple Just guns in there. That's why they should bring them back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. All right. So anyway, he figured out a way to like get genes to people, like more or more transplants and stuff. Like G E N E. Yeah. Not. not blue jeans but he was like you can do it on a payment plan and then so like shortly before or sometime before the movie starts he also like helped push a law where they could repossess those if you didn't keep up with your payments right and anthony stewart head plays a repo man yes but we don't know this right yeah we don't we don't know this at the front but the repo repo men run around and they pull collect organs if you can't pay your debts he also has three kids uh they're all awful awful children there's luigi he's uh like super angry all the time and like super violent yes there's pavi who's a pervert and a weirdo who like he wears mat or faces of other people he and leatherface has have a lot to talk about yes together Uh, but he also he also likes to talk about how he's gonna fuck everything and i'm like dude pavi dude chill it out and then Amber, who changed her last name to Sweet, if I remember right, or Amber Sugar, Sweet, yeah. Amber Sweet, and that's played by um, uh, Paris Hilton, and she's uh, addicted to surgery and this drug that they have. It's called uh, Zydrate. Zydrate. Right? Some some I think it's Zydrate. It's like yeah. hydrate, but Zydrate. And you get the Zydrate from corpses. They like suck the or they they that's inject the street Zydrate. Okay. Like that's the street drug, right? So the premise of this is actually really interesting. I like the idea because at first it was like, hey, if you're in organ failure, you can get a new heart. Mm-hmm. You just have to like be put on a payment plan, and then oh, the interest rate went up, mm-hmm. and it's it's. It hits you over the head with the symbolism of the current American mm-hmm. healthcare system. But at the same time, it it started with necessity. And then it's like, well, if you want a new face, you can get it and go on a payment plan. And I think uh, at the one of the last songs, they ask him to testify. And mm-hmm. like somebody jumps up and they're like, they loved me. And I was a you know single mom. And they were sympathetic to that. And I still got my whatever. And like, that's just went from something that is needed to keeping up with the Joneses Mm -hmm. of of, am I skinny enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I broad shouldered enough? Do I have the right face? And it just like has this like connotation of, well, you wanted it. So it's kind of reminds me of little mermaid, (laughs) (laughs) like sign away your life and I'll give you whatever you want. Just not in the way you want it. And it's, yeah. Yeah. But Roddy is like, he's, Looking at his three kids, he finds out basically he's uh, got a terminal illness. He's dying. Looks at his three kids and go, none of you are worth the shit. Like, I don't want to leave the- You're the, all disgusting. Leave it to any of you. I don't want to leave the company to any of you. At the same time, we have Nathan, Anthony Stewart head story, going where he is a repo man, uh-huh. but trying to keep it from his daughter. His daughter has a rare blood sickness that she inherited from her mom. So she has to stay inside all the time. Yes. And but she'll sneak out through a hidden passage in the door, which is like super like old school opera kind of like there's a passage over here. And then Anthony Stewart has has his little like hidden passage behind the fireplace and like lots of that sort of stuff. So you get these two stories going. She's trying to get her freedom. She he's trying to uh, hide the fact that he's a monster from her. Yeah. And also take care of her. You know, and he actually feels guilty. Mm -hmm. Do we want to get into this now? 
Um, or do, we'll, we'll, we we'll get into that in a minute. The way these two stories are interacting is that, uh, of course, he's a repo man for Roddy, and she sneaks out. She meets up with the grave robber. This is a co- cool little scene at the beginning. Yeah. My favorite of the first, like, 30, 45 minutes is that this little part here. The grave robber is really good in this movie. He's really fun. Uh, his character is just a ton of fun, and, like... He's got, he's got a cool look to him. Yeah. So she goes to her mother's tomb to like go and visit and- Sees a bug. Sees a bug, starts chasing because she collects bugs. Yes. And Jinko goes after grave diggers because they're like, we're the only ones who are supposed to produce Zydrate. Mm-hmm. And so they'll like kill grave robbers. Well, they go after, they see her there and go after her. Um, forget, does she get arrested there? I can't remember. She passes out. Yes. And like the repo man is standing above her. And then she wakes up in her in bed without her wig. Yes. And he's taking care of her and she's like, "What? There were dead bodies everywhere." He goes, "You're crazy." So lots of gaslighting happening. Mm-hmm. And he gives her you forgot to take your medicine and, you know, we're just getting your levels to normal out whatever. And of course all of this is sung. Every single line yeah. of this is fucking sung. So So we've um Nathan, the repo man, thinks that he is the one who killed Marnie, Marnie, who is Shiloh's mom. Yes, back in the day, because he gave her like poison when he was supposed to like trying to cure her blood disease. Turns out it was actually Roddy yes. who gave the poison because Marnie had left him for Nathan. Yes, which broke his heart, so he was getting revenge. Nathan has to choose while when he, she's dying, like who am I going to save her, or the baby, or whatever, and she he saves the baby and raises her to be, like, stuck in this room. Yeah. Roddy finds out about Shiloh, remembers, thinks back. He's he's you know kind of reminiscing on his life, thinks back to his happy times with Marnie. Is like, hey Shiloh, I ha- I can cure your blood disease. Come visit us at the, the, genetic fair, opera. Yeah, the genetic opera thing. And we can talk about it. Wants to make sure she's not a shithead. Yeah. Like his kids. So she goes and she checks his boxes or whatever. Yeah. Um, But she keeps uncovering little by little of the story of like, oh, this is not what I want to like this. This is this is bullshit. And uh, the grave robber comes back in and shows her all of the like behind the scenes stuff that they're not showing her because why would they? And she ends up back home. Like, I forget well, how she gets out of it at first. When she, she goes... meets up with Roddy, she also meets Mag. There's this whole other story where that's the, right, that's there's right. the opera singer, the blind opera singer. She's had her eyes replaced. Uh, and she's retiring soon. Yes. And so they're, she, they're like, oh, you can come meet Mag. And she's like, Mag? Oh, awesome. She meets Mag. Mag's like, hey, I knew your mom. We were best friends. And that's that. She goes back home to make sure dad doesn't find out she's been running around. Yes. And Mag comes to visit her. And she's like, you need to get out of here. My dad doesn't know that I've met you. And he's going to be very, he doesn't let anybody come visit me. I'm very sick. And she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm your godmom. And then plays a Princess Leia message from her her mom out of her eyeballs. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? So she, she has that kind of interaction with her. And she slowly starts to believe Mag. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, he told me that you were dead. He didn't say that you, you know, I would have been here, blah, 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 blah. He comes home, of course, and starts fighting. Nathan comes home and starts fighting with Mag of like, you don't know 
what I had to do to make sure she's she's sick. You need to get away from her and you're going to get her sicker. Like you're, you could kill her just by being in her presence and whatever. And Mag basically says, hey, they're going to, you know, repossess my eyeballs mm-hmm. and I'm going to die because they're not kind about it. They're not like, oh, let me just pop those out for you. No, they'd like yeah, cut you it. open without anesthesia and take out your organs. So like they're planning to kill her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, just so you know. I would have been here from day one had I known you existed. I was your godmom. Here's a video of your mom. I'm going to go die now. And it's basically uh, Mag's thing. And so Nathan is like, oh, my God, whatever. And so he gets summoned. By Roddy. By Roddy. But before this happens, she runs up to her room. And this is where Joan Jett comes in. And he he follows her. And he's like, "You, where did you meet her? Like, why is she here? How does she know about you? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I'm 17, Dad. I'm more adult than I was when I was 16. And I'm like, yeah, that's how that works. Uh, but you are still a minor. Um, and, <laughs> and, and so then she has this, like, fever dream of Joan Jett. Like, she turns into a punk rock singer and is like singing Mm -hmm. and Joan Jett has the guitar and I'm like, is this, is she's, she's coming out to her dad like this? Like, okay. And then, um, anyway, she wakes up like on the floor and like looks around and nobody's there and she's back in her old clothes because it was just a fever fucking dream. So he gets summoned by Roddy. He goes to Roddy. Roddy is like, Hey, we're going to need you to repossess Mag's eyes. And he's like, uh, Mag was Marnie's best friend. I can't do this. You're going to have to find somebody else. And he's like, I own you. I know about Shiloh, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, don't talk about her. And so he's like, I'm, I still can't do it. But this song is really cool. This is one of the better songs. Remember? Because mm-hmm. all of the genturns, which are interns, but like mm-hmm. for the genetic opera. And their costumes are weird because their like forehead is covered, but not their mouth. Like you would expect. Anyway, well, that's because I think Pavi has to do stuff with their mouths because <sighs> he's gross. I know. Um, but anyway, like they are basically the nurses mm-hmm. assisting yeah. and they should have their mouths covered if I they're agree. performing surgery. Anyway, so they're like asking him to remember who you were. Like, remember, you're the repo man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I remember being a monster. I remember, you know. Marnie, I remember Mag, I remember all of this. And he's like, but I'm still not doing it. So he leaves and Roddy is like, fuck. He's basically Trump. Anyway, he's he's distraught of like, okay, whenever you see him, kill him. Blah, 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 right. blah. Puts a hit out on him. The genetic opera starts. They send out a message to Shiloh to get her to come to the genetic opera. So she, like, he's like, hey, my driver, like, on a big billboard, my driver is waiting for you. Come to the genetic opera. So she gets in. There's the testify song. That one's pretty good. Then uh, Mag comes out, starts singing. An actual, like, Italian yeah. opera song. Uh, aria, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she has uh, claws on her pointer fingers. And, she, and at the end, she changes the words back to English and is like, take these eyes. I don't want them anymore, basically. And sticks her claws into her eyeballs and, like, pops them out. And Roddy, in the wings, in a fit of anger, cuts the rope that is suspending her above the stage. And she drops down on a cast iron or a wrought iron fence, Mm -hmm. impaling herself. And she's, like, dying in front of millions of people on 
TV and the hundreds of people that are there in the audience and um, Marnie is there or not Marnie uh, Shiloh is there. Mm-hmm. Shiloh's backstage and mm-hmm. she is locked in a room. Yeah. And they say, bring us the Repo Man. Yeah. And she doesn't know that her dad is the Repo Man at this so, point. So the Repo Man shows up backstage. She knocks him out with a shovel or knocks him to the ground with a shovel. He takes off his helmet, revealing that it's her dad. And she's like, what the hell? And so this is when shit starts hitting the fan. So they come out on stage. They bring them out on stage. And Roddy's like, your dad has been lying to you this whole time. He's the one that killed your mom. And he's like, it was an accident. And he's like, no, it wasn't. Shut up. And then she's like, what is going on? Like, what is... What the fuck is going on? And so then he starts confessing to her of like, I was trying to make her better, but then I could only save one. And so I saved you. And he's like, oh, but here's the real kicker. Roddy comes in. He's the one that's been giving you this blood disease. You're not actually sick. And she's like, what? And then right then her timer that she wears, like her little Fitbit that Mm -hmm. goes off when she needs to take her meds goes off. And so she passes out. And then comes back too, and she's like, "What? I'm fine. I'll. I, I didn't need the medicine. What's going on?" Well, uh, her dad has also had his legs sliced open at this point. Yes. So he can't run anywhere. Like the back of his knee. Um. Mm-hmm. But Luigi, the the real shitty one. The anger yeah. management needed. Oh, we also forgot. Uh, Amber had was supposed to sing a song at yes. the beginning of the opera. But um, she had just had another surgery for a new face, and yes. her face literally like fell off during the, the, the performance. She kept trying to stick her forehead back up, yeah. and it just like plopped off. And, and she's... you know what? You got to give a little bit of props to Paris uh, uh, Hilton. Hilton. I kept wanting to say Geller. No, Paris, <laughs> Paris Hilton for like the fact that she's like running around most of this movie looking like shit. Yeah. When she was known for being like super attractive. I never thought she was that pretty, honestly. No. But But she was an iconic face of of that time. And And she ran most of this movie. She's got her face covered or she's got it. And and it didn't, she acted. Like this is the best I think I've ever seen her act. Well, I mean, she was in House of Wax. Do you want to watch House of Wax? No, this is the best (laughs) I've seen her act. I'm not, I'm still not saying it's great, but like for her, it's, Okay, I didn't even notice she was Paris Hilton until most of the way through. So back to the story. We'll, let's finish it out. Roddy reveals that yeah, he's been poisoning you this whole time. If you shoot him, I will leave you my company. And she's like, I can't do that. Well, lights go out. I don't even know why. Shot goes off. I mean, opera drama, you know. Yeah. Lights go out. Shot goes off. Roddy has shot Nathan. Yes. He's dying. Roddy ends up dying right then, basically saying "f you, kids." Because his sons come up and they're like, well, but we can do it. Like, leave the family or leave the business to us. And he's like, y'all suck. I'm going to die. None of you deserve You're anything. You're disgusting. He tells Amber, you look disgusting. Get away from me. Yeah. And so she stomps off with her high heels. And then clop, clop, um, clop, clop, clop. Shiloh and Nathan get like a final goodbye, like an apology type thing. And Which really felt like a love ballad to each other. Like, they're literally saying, I love you. Yeah. But the way that it's shot... It was just like, it wasn't a, a daughter-father love. It was like a romantic love, which made me uncomfortable really for like that. half a second. But yeah, it it went on a little, little, little bit too long for me. Uh, anyway, uh, that's pretty much the end of the movie. She walks out. She's free. Amber Sweet gets like yeah, at control. The, at like the she behind, plays for control. Or like after the credits start or whatever, we see Amber gets control of the company she has Luigi and Pavi still working there, yep. and uh, they're all just still pieces of shit. 
Yep. All right. Uh, that was uh, Repo. What'd you think of Repo? I, I hate opera. <laughs> I hate. I just just talk to me. Just 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 say. But what I don't want to talk. I want to sing. Don't make me shoot you. I'm gonna sing the rest of this episode. I'm not gonna do that. Thank you. Or am I? <laughs> so. But yeah, like nothing rhymes. It's just dialogue that is sung. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my biggest critique of opera. Like at least when it's in a foreign language, I may not understand what they're saying, but the way that it is acted, the way that it is portrayed, the way that it is sung, I understand the emotions behind it. And I can see beauty in that. But when it is just dialogue being sung, it annoys the shit out of me. I hate it. <laughs> I I I mm, I love Gershwin, right? But I don't like Porgy and Bess because that was their opera, and I mm, I don't I don't like it. Like it's I like songs from it, but having a two-hour experience, I don't even know if this one was that long. But yeah, having like an a, hour and a half, yeah, yeah, an hour and a half, two-hour experience of nothing but song, and there's no end. This is a song that never ends. I hate it. I freaking hate it. Can't do it. And it, that that was my biggest criticism. I love the premise of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's there's a lot to be done with that premise and and the story is there. Um the acting is huh. it's hit or miss. Yeah. Mainly miss. Yeah. Giles like Giles can sing me anything. What is his name? Anthony Stewart Head. Yes, Mr. Mr. Stewart Head can uh, can sing me anything and I'm I'm singer. there. Yeah. yeah. I did have flashbacks of the Buffy musical mm-hmm. episode. Um, but yeah, I I don't hate the girl that plays Shiloh. It was just not, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell if it was the fact that it was being sung that I hated it or if it was, I, I wasn't convinced enough that she was feeling what she was saying, singing, mm-hmm. singing, sang, singing. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't particularly like her in that role, but I don't like the gore. We were trying to eat breakfast yeah. <laughs> at one point and I was like, and okay, I'm going to put, put this down and wait for this scene to be over. What did you think? Uh, I, I actually kind of like this one. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but, um, yeah, I think the first half of the movie, it takes it takes a while to kind of warm up to the world and how things are presented. But once you do, and especially the second half of the movie, seems to, that's where most of their budget seems to have gone to. Like, the opera scene, that whole area is really cool. The I like the song a lot where uh, Amber is down on the street and the grave robber is singing with her. I like that song a lot. Um, I like the music. I, I think this is overall pretty good. Uh, but you do have to kind of go in knowing like it's going to take a little while to get started and production value, especially near the beginning, feels a lot like a 90s like syndicated TV show, mm-hmm. like a, a Xena or Hercules type level of sophistication <laughs> to this movie. Um, I think Paul Saravino, I would like to see him like perform more opera songs. Uh, this is kind of like a rock opera, so mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of like his traditional kind of like strong opera voice Mm -hmm. uh he does that in a few scenes and it works really well when he does it and then the other parts he's he's trying to sing more like a rocky thing and it's not really doesn't really work for me uh but overall this is this is a pretty fun movie uh the special effects are fun uh pavi has a cool look to him 
Uh, I think the whole movie has a pretty interesting look when Amber is like losing her face at the opera, mm-hmm. like it's trying to push it back up onto her face. The repo, um, the repo man costume is a little boring, honestly. Like it's just a big black suit, and I'm like, yeah, that would probably be the most like tactical or whatever. But like, I mean, you're you're supposed to be in this like way over the top opera world, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the advertisements and everything we see are everything's so over the top. Everything's so over the top, and then the Repo Man's just like, guy in black trash bag, give me a little bit more. He is the knight who says me. Yes. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I, I like I like Repo. It's not a bad one. But would you make food based on it? I mean, a, a, an electric blue cocktail. Because oh, the Zydrate, yeah. The Zydrate, yeah. That can be cool. Um, Sausages <laughs> for the intestines that he pulls out. Oh, at one point, Anthony... Stewart head. head. Oh, yeah, that part. Like, empties out somebody's torso and then sticks his hand up and basically uses him as a puppet. And then he does (laughs) to sing with. And then he, like, makes this face that is like, okay, even for me, that was a little much. Did I go too far? I think I've gone too far. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody has to know about this except for the millions of people watching at home. But yeah, it was it was a lot. So just the blue Zydrate drink, that's good for this one. I, I mean, yeah. it's a short one, and you really probably shouldn't try to eat while watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's a little stomach turning, especially that that scene. Yeah, that I just described. I was like, and that's the reason why there is not a menu. <laughs> but a blue curacao for sure. Yeah. Maybe like one of those little uh, neon lights in it sure like a light ice cube whatever those are called yeah that'd that'd be cool cool. uh what what else would you mix with it uh let's see absinthe (laughs) oh jesus uh some pineapple juice maybe um okay pineapple and curd but that would make it greenish yeah if you put absinthe then it would make it greenish so No, no, no no like the pineapple juice in the blue curacao oh yeah yeah it would is curacao liquor it barely but yeah Like it's it's very low proof. It's okay. So what can we mix it with that will keep it that color? Um, Vodka. You could put triple sec. Give it kind of an orangey flavor. Um, I mean, I said a cocktail, but it could be a shot too, because that that's literally they don't drink it; they shoot it up. They have to put the gun against your anatomy. Anatomy, anatomy, surgery, surgery. <laughs> I like that song. I thought it was fun. <laughs> it was a good song. I that was another one that I liked. And Paris Hilton's not a bad singer. Like if you if you don't believe me, I need to remind you that she had an entire album and one of those songs actually had radio play and it I jammed bad. to yeah. it. Like I don't remember before what it was, I knew it was but... Paris Hilton. And then even after I was like, Well good for her. Like, I, I don't remember that like I couldn't sing you the no. song, but I remember thinking, Oh, this isn't as bad as I yeah. thought it was gonna the, be. Watching this movie makes me want to go back and, and... reassess that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't bad. I remember it being very good for what I thought she could, but for was capable of. But people give her a lot of shit, and I'm sure for good reason. But like, she was not bad in this movie, and she had kind of a hit. Yeah. On her album, anyway. All right. Uh, do we want to get to the uh, rating portion? Rating portion yes. of the episode. So, uh, one to ten on a scale of one to ten, Repo Men. One to ten Zydrate vials. Ooh, that's a good one. One to ten Pavi faces. 
I still I want somebody to draw Pavi. I'm sure somebody's already done it. Pavi and Leatherface just like high fiving. No, just sitting down <laughs> having coffee. Like, no, what kind of faces are you into these days? Anyway, uh, one to ten. One to ten. Joan Jets. One to ten. Uh, be beautiful on the inside. <laughs> Advertisements. There was that one adver- advertisement I liked a lot that was um, make your x-rays beautiful or whatever. Make sure. Make your x-rays beautiful. Yes. One to ten. Fuck Roddy Largo. <laughs> Roddy wasn't even the worst of them, though. I mean, like, of the three, Luigi was the worst. But the Zobby way... was gross. The... Okay, but... but... Ronnie is so Trump because the way yeah. that all of his children clamored for his attention and he hated all of them. Yeah. It's pretty freaking obvious. I mean, Mara Largo, Roddy Largo, like he is Trump. Like they based <laughs> this dude off of this character. And this is before can, he was yeah, I ever can, I political. I could see him being a big, uh, big inspiration for Roddy yes. Largo. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. Anyway. So yeah, l- let's go with those hydrate vials. Okay. So I'm going to give this one a five. There's a lot I like about this one, uh, but uh, it doesn't work. And I could see for most people this one being kind of like not great. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I think a five is a fair rating for it. Um, I think the songs in it, for the most part, are pretty good. There's a few that don't work. And the uh, production on this, the the. the the money they spent, they spent $8 million on this movie, and it doesn't really show. Jeez. Yeah. Like, it it looks very cheap. Yeah. Um, I did like the comic book kind of transitions, because I'm a comic book nerd, that give you, like, the exposition at the beginning, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. a lot of comic book stuff. And basically, all the, everything in the past is, almost all of it is in comic book form, which I thought was cool. But, like, the characters need more development. Uh, you know, even uh, Nathan, Anthony Stewart Head's character... We don't know a lot about the person. You know what I mean? Who is he? Uh, he's a repo man. He's he's a dad. He's, he was in love with Marnie. Yeah. like That's the, all we know about the, him. The, the characters aren't super well developed. Uh, I don't think any of them are very well. Um, but some of them are a lot of fun to watch. So. Yeah, the concept is definitely bigger than the characters in this one. Yeah. Um, and I think if it had a little bit more room to like work because it's an hour and, a, hour and a half long if it had a little bit more room to kind of expand on those characters that would have helped a lot make me care about at least nathan and shiloh a little more yeah although mag came out mags even though she's not introduced until like halfway through the film like she becomes her her characters developed pretty well considering she's only in the movie for 15 minutes at tops yeah so all right i give it a five uh zydrate vials what about you i give it a four Sidrate Vials. Okay, that's bigger, or that's a better uh, score than I thought you'd give it. I really like the concept. I don't hate Paris Hilton in this one. I get to hear Anthony Stewarthead sing to me again. Mm-hmm. Always a fan. Um, but yeah, like I would have scored it a little bit higher. However, like, and I like the fact that the production doesn't feel like they spent eight million dollars on it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I if i was the producer i would want to know where my money went to but honestly it's it gives me the feeling because it's a stage production too like there's right. this there's right. a stage, show, on the stage yeah. and they adapted it for the movie so like i love the fact that it feels like a community theater can p- produce this play and yeah. and put it on with some 
pretty decent props or whatever. And if they made it too clean and like too professional looking and too expensive looking, I think it would prevent community theaters from wanting to do this play. But now, like I, I heard of a theater in Missouri doing a shadow cast of, you know, Repo the Genetic Opera. I'd like to see if the stage show maybe has a uh, uh, more to it. A little bit more, more character, character development. Yeah. I, yeah. I, but honestly, like, how much do you want these characters developed if they're going to sing the whole damn development? I don't want that. I'm fine with that. I, nope. No, I'm not. I, I really want to see this as a musical instead of as an opera because that would add at least four more points. It would be an eight for me. Yeah. If that was the case, they, they talk sing mm-hmm. in moments to where it's not like all operatic but it uh, it grates my nerves and i just that's just going into it i knew i was not gonna like it for that reason but going into it knowing that i still had the ability to give it a four because i mentally prepared myself of being annoyed for an hour and a half (laughs) if you enjoyed the episode uh check us out on uh, instagram at murder she don't uh tiktok at murder she don't twitter at murder she don't one and uh other share us yeah you go ahead and share us with your friends <laughs> i suppose uh check back on thursday we are going to have our next christmas episode which is going to be a christmas prince of royal wedding a christmas I'm prince so of excited. royal wedding the part so two excited. of the christmas prince chronicles there and it was a trilogy but they might have come out with a fourth one this year i don't shit. know <laughs> uh, evidently peacock has a fucking ton of terrible christmas movies so yeah i got i got some i got some recommendations oh, tonight. Yeah. yeah okay mm-hmm. uh so yeah uh, and then join us next week on tuesday for uh anna versus the apocalypse that, that's what it's called i think right is that the one that happens during yeah christmas? it's like the christmas, christmas zombie yeah. Uh, musical yep 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 so because it's the week of christmas yes join us back for our christmas, christmas episode until then remember to come back next week so you can hear me say no no <laughs> i i would not come back if you don't come back i'll 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 understand <laughs> Hi.